Hey, Alex Terry here. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. We are here to discuss all about leadership, thinking and behaviors. We are here to talk about how to transit from control command leadership to more inspiring leadership with high influence and trust. We are going to deep dive into three components of leadership and performance, cognitive, emotional and behavioral. And talk about how mastering our mind and thinking will actually change our action and results. Our thoughts are powerful, trust me. They determine how you feel, your decisions and actions. Your thoughts are one of the most powerful tools you will ever have in changing your life and career. By mastering your thinking, emotions and behaviors, you will create greater results for yourself, for your family, friends or your team. Focusing on thinking, feeling and acting will improve your confidence, of course reduce stress and empower you and others around you, inspire and improve engagement in your team or collaboration and of course create high performance. I hope you will enjoy our episodes And please don't forget to comment or contact us. Please ask questions. Please send us ideas of what topics you are interested in and we will discuss anything you need. Have a beautiful day. Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning into my podcast. I will probably give you space straight away because I'm so excited to have you here, Rashid. I'm so excited to start this conversation and hopefully, you know, continue in a few other podcast sessions. But I will probably first say to everyone why I invited you. And after that, I will give you space. I, first of all, watch your journey and I know you're growing so much and it's so amazing what you have done in coaching space and in businesses and how you're helping people. I really admire that. And I serve you so many times to present and, and I love what you do for people. It's so, so beautiful. And with that honesty and with all that, I met you after that uh, to present your story. And I connected with you even more because I didn't know that was your story. And, and that was the major reason I want you to retell or, you know, reshare your story, because I think it's so inspiring to have someone that was experiencing what you experienced in your life to overcome all that and come to the point that you are here today. You have amazing business, amazing life and amazing energy and giving more and more to people. Thomas, welcome to my podcast. And I really hope everybody will take this story as I took it and everybody will feel that video. Thomas, yeah, please let us know who you are, where you started, why coaching and all that from beginning. <laughs> yeah, wow. That, thank you. That was uh, quite a heartfelt introduction. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, you know, usually when people start introductions, they're always talking about accolades, but I love that you kind of went into the journey and you, you know, you shared that what, what, how we connect and what we connect on, which is really powerful. And um, I'll, yeah, I'd love to share some of that journey. Um, I actually come from, like yourself, overseas. I was uh, born and raised in Pakistan uh, in, a, in, in a metropolitan city called Karachi. Uh, and uh, I've had a, quite an interesting journey, like every human being, you know, there's a story. I grew up in a household, in a lower middle class household, you might say. My mom was, uh, was a teacher. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, she was a teacher, which, and I think that I kind of get some of that, you know. Yeah. DNA. <laughs> I can, I can see, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, I'm a little bit of a professor, you might say, in some ways as well, um, <laughs> which is really interesting. So my mum was a teacher, and uh, I was, you know, I was very little. And I remember going to her school with her as well, and and then being part of that environment, and really loved being in that space. Uh, just really enjoyed it although never really looked at books or anything like that but I just enjoyed the vibe and the environment of like connecting with people and and, and my mum teaching them so well very humble beginnings um, from a financial standpoint especially our family was in a quite a quite a rut for a long 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 period up until I came to Australia and, and, and started financially taking care of the family because um, you know, my mom's salary and income and things like that, very low, like I said, lower middle income. So we had all the effects of that. We experienced all of that, you know. Um, also, a significant, significant amount of dysfunction in the family from a, you might say, emotional and mental perspective. Yeah. Uh, very tribalistic thinking, uh, which is quite common in countries uh, such as Pakistan and India and, and Bangladesh and developing countries, you might say, where the tribalism prevails. So the yeah. rules of the culture, rules of the families are prioritized over. Down the high levels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So so there were a lot of side effects of that that I can experience. But I'm about to share something with you that I've never shared um, anywhere. This is the first time I'm talking about oh, this. Oh, thank okay. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and I thought about this because I think I need to add this more and, and help people see what's possible as well. Because, I mean, at core, what I love to do is inspire people to be their better selves. And um uh, on surface, what I do is the process of that, you know, creating that inspiration, which yeah. is coaching. And I think that this story is going to be really incredible. So I grew up in a sort of religious, uh, fundamental religious family. Um, yeah. And and Pakistan as a country is quite fun fundamental as well in religion. And, and it's all, I'm all for people having their beliefs and living them. But yeah. there are extremes to the spectrum. And um, I belong to a minority. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I belong to a minority uh, and a very small minority. And it was an outcasted minority, legally speaking, in Pakistan. You basically um, have to say that you belong to this religion or whatever uh, dominate okay. denomination you would be. Yeah. So it, it would go as far as if you that's, used certain words, you could be put in jail. That's crazy. It's right? crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's too right. much. <laughs> it's too much right yeah. and uh so the compassion's missing unfortunately the the understanding is miss missing um so what happened was growing up i um as you could probably tell i have a knack for talking <laughs> <laughs> no i can't tell i can't <laughs> so growing up i used to be very outspoken but probably in a lot of miscalculated ways and you know young teenager has i know that feeling no, yeah. yeah, it's it's almost like you have that rebellion and you have this strong desire to say and, and say what you think, right? Because you yes. know and you believe it, it's going to help the world and other people. But at the end, you will be probably punished for that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry, I'm just having my little vitamin yeah, okay. to speak as well. And, and Joe, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so I was quite opinionated in that sense. I, you know, grew up debating um and I used to have a lot of opinion on religion at that time with my limited understanding as a teenager. And that got me into a lot of trouble. And I'm saying trouble in the worst imaginable manner is like violence, like people uh, threatening to kill me. Oh, my God. I'm so and sorry. That. That's yeah, it was terrible. terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I was like I was 16 
and I got into this massive argument and it was more of a debate it initially started as a conversation and it turned into a whole saga between massive religious groups and I was right in the smack middle of it and that really sparked something in me and that got me thinking you know what is it that that creates these differences I mean ultimately no matter what religion no matter what creed no matter what belief you come from the core of all messages is through to, to, to love yourself, to love your family, to, to, to give to your community, to love God, you know, in whatever way you believe in God or, yeah. or universe or heavens or whatever it might be, whatever your version of the story might be. The ultimate message is, is, is I hope, that of love and unity and peace. Yeah. So I asked myself that question at 16 and a half and I said, well, what is it that then divides people on the streets? What is it that people, that breaks families? And what I found was at the core of it all was just human behavior. It's how we think. And then we react to it. And we've never, never taught how to think. We're never taught how to think. Like one of the things I love to share with all my clients as well in my, the groups that I work with is if somebody said to me, you had, you could only learn one thing when you, from when you're born to when you die, there was a rule that you could only learn one thing. What would that thing be? And here's my answer. That one thing must be how this works. Yeah, I so agree. I, I'm like, I'm super with you because that all the issues, problems, anything that is, you know, is not really great and is, is created in the world. It's coming from our brain, our mind, our thinking. And we know we can reprogram our mind or our brain and can actually work for us instead of driving us and, you know, exactly. I guess taking us the ways we don't want. And, and yeah, yeah. I agree. That's spot on. So, so yeah, so I kind of left Pakistan. And now also the way I'm articulating it now, it wasn't how I thought at that time. At that time, it was just all war for me. I was a little kid. It was anger, and, uh, frustrations and, and rebellion, all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All rebellion. And, um, but when your life is threatened, you're like, well, you know, I need to do something. And my father, who's been, I'm ever grateful to, and my mother, uh, they found a way to send me to Australia to study. Uh, with we, we didn't have money. We grew up really, really poor. Like when I say poor in the sense, my mom had to borrow money to pay electricity bills and sometimes put food on table. So that was quite normal for us. Um, we lived in a house that somebody else bought for us. My dad has driven a car that somebody else gave us in the family. So so we're grateful for all those people who made our journey possible. That's to beautiful. Yeah, we're so, I'm so ever grateful to that. And, and of course, we had our own set of challenges as well along the way. But somehow my parents managed to get me out of there. And I thought that coming to Australia would be the turning point. Um, I, I genuinely thought that my life's going to change. And it did change in so many different ways. And ultimately, like I said, I'm forever grateful for the entire journey. But what I didn't anticipate was that the first two and a half years of being here would be in a different way terrifying so I saw because, yeah yeah because like in Pakistan what I attracted was external terror in some way yeah but what I didn't know was part of it is what well huge part of it was who I am so I attracted that sort of you know challenges and violence and, and all of those things because of the way I was and the things I would say and lack of consideration lack of compassion all of those things for people but when I got here I had no one to confront except myself and holy shit that's a new storm that I had no idea about right so I was here only 
nine months and there was a girl that I really loved uh, at that time that I really wanted to marry. Um, unfortunately, for different reasons and to, to the most part of it, because of my own attitudinal behaviors, we couldn't get to that part. And um, she broke up with me, you know, sort of a few months after being here. And that really kickstarted a spiral of complete chaos in my life. And, and, and to the extent that I wanted to kill myself. And I remember being on the phone with Suicide Helpline planning how to take my life and, and, and all sorts of things and, you know, dropping out of university, just really, really dark phase. It's very dark. Like that's that's something I, I really would like to appreciate that you're sharing that because I think that's that's just so so important, such an important message as well. Because I know a lot of people going through the same journey, and it doesn't need to be only person that came to Australia, but anyone from Australia. And I met a lot of people, and I have conversations with a lot of people even around me. They have you know very similar thoughts, and and I think it's it's becoming bigger and bigger. And that's why I thought your story will be really, really great to hear because we all struggle, right? Like yeah. my, my start of being in Australia, you know, first three years, it was terrible. And I hated mm. it here. And I hated it. You came it. from Europe, didn't you? Um, yeah, Slovakia, yeah. Slovakia, yeah. But, nice. but it's very similar, you know, poor poor family. We, we never have a lot of money. And like, because my parents divorced, you know, there's a lot of, lot of different stories. That means I know how... I, I had a hope as well when I came to Australia. I thought that would be the best step wow. in my life. And <laughs> first, first two, three, five, seven years, <laughs> I yeah. thought still it was the divorce idea yeah. I had. That means I, I know how it, it had to be so challenging, especially when you find yeah. your love, you know, and, and and again, it's just, you know, breaking uh, breaking apart basically. And and I'm so sorry to hear that. Like that's that's yeah. definitely, I'm so Thank happy you. right here. That. I'm so happy you're here on the other side. Yeah. Right? No, no, I appreciate that. That's that's beautiful. And I think it's through those journey though. It's, it's you know, if you don't go through those challenges, you don't get to experience and you don't get the exposure to come to where you are now. You know, it's a yes. And then I think that if I didn't take that journey, if I hadn't gone down the dark path, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing and help people and love people and give to people the way we do. And no matter how dark that was, it was through that darkness that a glimmer of hope, you might say, was sparked in my heart. And um, I'm glad that I accepted it and I invited myself and walked myself to it. And, and you know, it wasn't easy. Uh, it doesn't have to be. No journey is easy. It has its own trials and tribulations. But it was a beautiful, beautiful one nonetheless to start with. Um, and that's kind of how I arrived in the coaching space, you know, from external terror to internal terror in some way. And and here's the thing about the internal challenge, right? Because we're really getting into this. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I escaped the external challenge, but I couldn't escape the internal. Where do you go? Like, where do you go from there? Where do you go from your thoughts? Where do you go from your feelings and emotions? If you don't know how to manage your relationship with them, you cannot escape. So, and I know that's like the least leadership or business coaching thing that you could probably listen as a, as a viewer but it is the most empowering thing when you really get it. It's most important. It's most important. I just had conversation with my team and we talk about, because uh, my birthday was like last week. I think it was last week. Yeah. And it was so funny because that moment, that was the first time when I felt felt like my energy changed and shifted. Yeah. But I was working on that inner terror or, you know, for the feelings for last seven years, like, or six yeah. years. And and you were right. You're like you can't escape that, you know. But there's always, I believe there's because that you had a you know moment when you uh, 
decided to don't continue and not actually commit suicide you know like you had thoughts you wanted to do it I know you were prepared to do it but there was this something you know that really changed you or, or changed your mind and I believe you mentioned a video or something that you listened or you saw and and I, I would like to go there because I think what is important that that we can be all in that situation you know yes. in the darkest place but it's always that can pull us out and what was that for you what what, what yeah. was the moment well, I, I love that question and I love that question because the answer is it's different for every person because of our different stories but it's the same because we're human yeah and what I mean by that is because it sounds confusing when I say that right yeah what I mean by that is that the way I would pull out myself and manifest my own, you know, transformation, you might say, is different. But fundamentally, it was the same thing that every human being will go through. And I like to point that out because I want everybody to feel and see um, how doable it is and how relatable it is and how common it is to go through these experiences, right? And and the thing for me was simply exposing myself. So, when I, so, so there was a specific moment where I remember where everything changed for me. And that was when I was on the phone call with Suicide Helpline. This is in 2015, mid-2015. I was on the phone um, with Suicide Helpline. I was talking to this wonderful lady. Of course, they don't tell us their name, so, but it was Hopefully she knows. <laughs> well, yeah, and I hope that she's listening to this or she gets to hear this story someday because I've talked about this particular woman a lot of times because I don't know what she did. I actually don't know. I don't remember a lot of it. What I do remember is that I hopped on the phone call wanting to kill myself and I hopped off the call not wanting to do that wow so so that's that's huge right and so as soon as I got off the phone call I went on YouTube and I was just like looking at stuff and I noticed a Tony Robbins video came up on six core needs it was a TED talk Love it. I was like, yeah I might just listen to this because it said it said the video title was why do we do what we do so I was like ah oh, so why do I want to kill myself right so I clicked on it and I watched it and it was 22 minutes and I watched it once and I watched it again and I watched it again. I watched it three times in a row in an hour or so. And the third, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is really, really interesting. It was just like blowing my mind and just like getting goosebumps thinking like really getting, I'm not feeling significant. I'm not really, you know, I'm not contributing to the world. I'm feeling lots of uncertainty. I don't know how to handle through it, navigate through it. There's no love and connection in my life at the moment, or I'm not, at least I'm not sensing it. All of those things. Oh, were your needs. Yeah. Yeah. My needs weren't being fulfilled. So they were revealing themselves to me. And the first time I was watching it, the second time I was watching it, it was more revealing. And the third time I watched it, I said, I feel so different. <laughs> if I can go from literally an hour and a half, two hours ago, wanting to kill myself to feeling different and hopeful. What's possible? Yeah. And it was in that moment that I decided I want to help other people feel that. I want to help other people feel what I just felt. And in that moment, it was, it was more like, if I can do what Tony is doing, I would feel special and I would feel significant. That's how it kind of landed at that time. And of course, it grew on me as I grew. Uh, <laughs> but that was the moment where everything changed. Because in that one moment, on you know, one evening, one hour, one moment, the decision was made that I don't have to live my life like this. I think that's probably the major point. I will just uh, get in because you said I made decision, yeah. and I think that was when you, like you watched the video, you you got something. There was a message that really landed, but you made decision. 
he said, I don't want this, you know, I want something else. Yeah. Like that's, I think that that make, making decisions for everyone, you know, in coaching as, coaching as well, like we, we can't really help client before they make decisions. When they make yeah. decisions, they want to change. The decision is almost like the, the change is done. Like the transformation yeah. is done because they made decision. Yeah. So it's all, I, I love that because I think that's really strong message that having that power and, and feeling really empowered that it's in your hands, it's in your mind and you can say, no, I don't want this. I want that. I think absolutely. That's absolutely. And that's the, it's, it's almost like a, it's a defining moment. You might say, yeah, I think, absolutely. I think that moment was as defining as the moment when I found out somebody wants to kill me. Yeah. It was as defining as the moment where I wanted to kill myself. It was as defining as landing in Australia. It was, uh, if not more, it was all these defining yeah. moments in our life have such a remarkable impact. And we actually don't truly appreciate them, right? We don't really get to reflect or foresee the significance that these moments can hold because it's it's not the moments, it's the decisions in those moments that change the trajectory of our life. So it was a beautiful moment. And, and in that moment, it was like, yeah, I wanted to do this differently. And so I just started looking up, you know, how to be Tony Robbins. <laughs> it's, it's actually so funny that you're saying that there's a, there's a few things that are coming up like because I you made me always cry when I when I hear the story it's just so emotional because it is exactly like the moments are not similar you know in every day's every every person's life but fundamentally but, but, they they are, but yeah fundamentally they are same and oh, and so feeling true. exactly you know like when I came to Australia and but what happened after when I'm thinking always what happened after and what I thought that is the worst thing in my life that happened to me then I realized that actually created my vision, you know, that yeah. created my passion, that created actually everything around like who I am and, you know, how generous I can be or, you know, who I am in, in general, of what love I can give. And I think that's what you're giving people because you have so much compassion now, you know, and with yourself yeah. as well. And, you know, there are defining moments, you know, there are things that are actually moving us forward. And I think that's absolutely amazing that did you really tap into that and continue? And the second part was when you talk about Tony Robbins, that's funny thing, because I had this vision and it was so funny because I came home from the walk <laughs> with the dogs and I never actually talk about that because people laugh at that, right? That means I, I stopped kind of like sharing, sh never shared it actually in public, but I had this vision that I was on the stage with Tony. It was so funny. Like I had it and I had goosebumps and I saw it and I never, ever wanted to be like Tony Robbins. Never, ever. Like I, I actually didn't like him that much. But after that vision, I was like, okay, I need to look at this. And I started to watch his videos and stuff. And that was actually just like maybe two years or three years ago. And it was so funny because I, I wrote him a letter and I started to watch like what is actually he, what he does. And I realized that that is the part of the coaching we do. And, and I was avoiding that part of the coaching because I was doing a lot of business coaching. And you do, you too as well. Like I saw you, you business coach, but I can see you're slowly moving into that part, you know, like really help people on a deeper level, how really yeah. transform their life and how really move them from that stuckness and feeling, you know, bad to yeah. feeling awesome and empowered. And, and that's what I love. It's it's like having moving like similar directions, you know, while, while or during the time we grow, you know, and, and we change. And I, I love that because I see your journey, you know, and how you're changing and it's, yeah. I love how we can resonate with each other's journey because it's uh, it's really yeah. remarkable. And I think specifically for immigrants, the journeys are similar in so many ways. And um, oh, yes. you know what I mean? Like coming to a new country, setting yourself up in a new country. It's uh, freaking hard. Oh my yeah, God. it's freaking hard. 
And I'm so grateful though. Like Australia, I have to say this is, is if not the best, one of the best countries to resettle in purely because in so many ways, it's welcoming and supportive structurally, uh, community, people, the diversity, all of it. It's so welcoming. And it, it truly is a land of opportunities where you, you could literally do whatever you want, uh, you know, and, and, and in, in a positive way, in a positive light, and that's welcomed by people and people are so open and loving in, in general. Of course, we all have all different sides and there's problems and challenges and all of that stuff too. But the overarching experience that I've had, it's like, yeah, I've had some terrible experiences as well, but the overarching experience I've had, I've been here almost 10, it's going to be 10 years in April now. It's, it's just so beautiful that everything I am and who I am is, is a byproduct of the society we have here. But I want to hone in on something you just said there about business coaching, right? Or, or leadership coaching or coaching with people. I really love what you said that ultimately it's about the internal stuff. And it took me a while to figure this out, but oh, yeah. I, <laughs> Same, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because most people think, well, if you want to succeed in business, then you've got to have the right strategy and you've got to, you've got yeah, to have the right funnel. And, yeah, yeah, you've got to know what to say as a salesperson. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying, right? Like, like you got to yeah. know how to hire, the standard operating procedures, the policies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Absolutely. Like, you know, goes oh, and I think I, I know, that, I actually know what you're going to say, but say it. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are absolutely necessary. Yeah. They're all part of the business and they all contribute. But here's what I figured out. Those are results that you want or actions that you want to take. Well, results and actions come from a decision. Your decision comes from your communication with yourself, what you're telling yourself and what you're talking to other people. And that communication is quite often defined by your emotions and feelings. And your emotions and feelings are driven by your thoughts. I knew you're getting there because right. I was like, he's going to say that exactly. It's it's perfect. It's it's like that's it. That you don't do things. You can have all the tools in the world. You can yeah. have all the perfect script, but you're not going to do the sales call, cold call, because you're scared. You don't have relationship with re- rejection. You don't have relationship with feeling bad today. You know, it's it's like you take it too personally and all that, all that crap. I have so many people and, and they actually couldn't get through because of that. And I realized, Absolutely. and I realized that's, that's where the coaching comes, right? Yeah. Like, and so many leaders and executives and business owners make the mistake of staying stuck in the rut of trying to get different results by taking different actions. Yes. <laughs> and and they constantly ask the question, why are we not getting the results? Why are we not getting where we want to get? What yeah. are we not doing right? And I feel compassion in part, but also responsible in the other part that as human beings, it's our responsibility to figure out what's going on and then share that message. And that's why I love sharing this message that, you know, doing the same thing over and over again is not going to get you different results, right? <laughs> yeah. And Einstein says it's almost insanity. So, so true, yeah. well, here's the thing. Most people are doing different things, trying different things, but still not getting the result. So is it that doing the same thing won't get you the result or is it that doing different things won't get you result? Yeah, well, yeah, go. <laughs> the key, well, the key is what is the thing that we're doing? It's not actions, it's the thinking. It's the avoiding. If you're not getting your thinking right, if you're not getting your emotions right, if in a functional way, when I say right, because there's no yeah. right or wrong way per se. Yeah. It's just how do how does how do your thoughts, feelings, and emotions and, and decisions yeah. relate to your vision? 
if you can't get that alignment, you will keep doing different things and still not get results and scratch your head and, and, and get really, really frustrated as a business owner or leader. If you're trying to build a team, you don't learn how to manage your thoughts and emotions and communicate them. Well, frankly speaking, you're going to be in a tough spot. Yeah. And there is a lot of businesses in tough spot, what is really sad. And this is exactly for the same reason, because they somehow didn't figure out what they were avoiding, you know, what they were doing. Like you said, you know, they tried a million strategies and something once worked, then they grew the business, but now they need employee and they are still in the same spot. They didn't, yeah. shift, they didn't shift, they didn't transfer, transform the mindset. And I, it's so funny. Like when you said it, I was like, I, I know what you're going to say, because that's, I think that's normal kind of progress for us coaches as well, because you you try to help people with planning, you know, giving them the strategies, giving them the, the strategic thinking strategy sometimes. And they try to implement a very logic way, right? Like it's, it's all on the logic level and you can create business from that space. Yes. But yeah. when you are stuck on the level of making $10,000 a month, you will always be there. Your mindset is there and is never ever going to or break through to fifty thousand a month or hundred thousand a month because you're still in that mindset of ten thousand and you're still doing the same thing. And when you said doing the same thing, it's not only about strategies, but avoiding that one thing. You you try to find the strategies around that. Yeah, that's so spot on. That's yeah. it's, it's so spot on when it comes to growing as a leader, as a business owner, growing your business, growing your team, growing your own leadership, growing your management, all of it, right? Because I like to think about, I want to share a metaphor here. I want you to imagine that you've got a fishing rod and you like to fish just for a moment, even if you don't like it, right? And um, you, our thinking is like a fishing rod. You know, you can get into the water and, you know, put it out there and, and, and throw it out and try to get a fish, but you will only be able to capture the fish based on the size and the elasticity and the flexibility of the rod. Yeah. You know, like, you might catch a fish and you've got a small rod, you've got a rod that doesn't have a lot of flexibility in terms of I its ability to stretch and move around. So you'll catch a small fish and the moment you catch a larger fish, it's probably going to snap. So you're thinking and your emotions and you will physically and mentally snap when yeah. you're pushed into a situation where it's, which is beyond your threshold right now. And, and the snap is not always burnout or exhaustion, but snap sometimes is just shut down, overwhelm, procrastination lack of confidence all of those things are versions of the rod snapping yeah. and most business owners don't recognize that and they're thinking well why am i not going beyond ten thousand dollars because the rod isn't the fishing rod isn't designed to catch a bigger fish so your thinking isn't driving you to have enough flexibility in your decision making risk taking you know trusting people uh managing conflict having tough conversations all yeah. of those things the emotional bandwidth is is it's limited. Yeah. I so agree. the ability to stretch across problems and be flexible and face the challenges that are required to go from 10,000 to 50,000, 50,000 to 100,000, 100 to a million, or to go from managing yourself to managing three people to 30 people to 100 people. They're all different levels that you've got to prepare yourself for so that you can lead at that level. Yeah. It's so spot on. Like that's just so true. And, and exactly, it's, I love the metaphor. That was, that was really great. Like that's exactly how so many people come to the point like, yeah, we can actually grow the business. That's awesome. But, but they're so rigid and they don't trust people. That's the other problem. I, I realized that 
everyone wants to have today, you know, all these contracts and everything is on paper and they even stop paying you and even they have, they have contract, right? That means it doesn't matter. But when you find the right people, when you trust people, you don't even need to have contract on paper because you know, you know, that's, that's the right client. That's the right person working with you. That's the right team member. Honestly, I believe we still can be in a business as a human beings. Yeah. And, and when I approach my business from that perspective, and that was my flexibility and probably my risk taking, because I was also about, you know, papers like it should be on paper because everybody says it's on paper and that's better. But more I started to look for people and connect with people outside of, you know, agreements on paper and to say, you know what, like we can actually shake the hand. And honestly, it's the best decision I made with, with everyone I work with. It's just so amazing how that works. And, and it's because it's based on trust. Yeah. Everyone is flexible. Everybody knows we need to help each other to grow together. That means it, it's That's absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah. What is that, you know, creating? But yeah, uh, yeah I believe you, your experience yeah. is you just have such a similar experience. And I love that. that yeah. And I want to tie that into the story I was just sharing with you about my life. It's like, I, I landed in Australia with a thousand dollars in my pocket. That's all I had. And that was money that my mum had tried to save over 30 years, right? How scary. Um, hey? How scary. Yeah. I mean, like my mum put everything in sending her son away with the hope that he will he will make something of his life, but he'll also hopefully return something back to the family and look after yeah. them, which I am so grateful that she trusted me with that. But here's the thing. I came with $1,000, 19 year old, 18 and a half or something, 18 and a half. Yeah. And um, it's, it's more the fact that I didn't have the exposure. I didn't know. I ne- ne- had never done a job in myself, never cooked a meal for myself for whatever reason. Um, Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiled. I was spoiled when it comes to that. So never cooked a meal, never washed my clothes, never earned a dollar or a rupee as in Pakistan. That's a spot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't even know how to feed myself, right? And with very little money. Now, the question is, well, how do I go from there to helping CEOs and executives and business owners now with teams spanning across hundreds? Well, how do you do that? Like, how do you do it? It's almost like saying, I've got a small fishing rod that will catch me a small kingfisher or a small, small snapper. Yeah. And now I'm suddenly dealing with sharks and whales. How? How do you do that? You can't catch a shark or a whale with the same fishing rod. This is why I love the fishing rod analogy because you just can't. The rod itself, the, the, you know, the metal part of it, the wooden yeah. part of it, that's my thinking. And, 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 and the actual rope in it, which stretches, you know, it's, it's my emotions and feelings. How much can I handle? And then me throwing it out is the action. So my thoughts, feelings, and emotions, if they don't support my action, I can't catch a shark. I can't yeah. catch a whale. So the thing that changed it for me was years, a few years of working on myself, healing and growing myself to develop the emotional dexterity, the emotional resilience, the emotional governance and the mental fortitude uh, to, to take the learnings and to share it with people who are far ahead of me in different ways. It's not that they are ahead of me. It's that I have something different to offer, to recognize it in yourself and to share that with the world right? And to develop that courage and all those things. Because yeah. I, like everyone, had the same fears. What if people don't like it? What if people don't, you know, like what I have to say? What if people don't want to work with me? What if I fail? All of those things. But what gets you through that is the mindset and the emotional governance. So, yeah. I love that. so the way I got from that $1,000 in my pocket, no job, never worked, never washed my clothes, never ironed a shirt, to being able to 
have the honor of serving thousands of people, it's all thinking. It's it's thinking and emotions. It is. And I still see this, Alex. This is the crazy part, right? So recently I've been on a health journey and I see the same patterns in different way in my health that I had when it came to my career and my relationship with money and 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 putting myself out there six, five, six, seven years ago. Now I'm experiencing that in context of health. And I'm like, I've done that pattern somewhere else. I know this pattern. <laughs> so that makes me human as well, because I've still got lots to work on when it comes yeah. to health. And I'm like, yeah, I know this pattern. I know how to take this from a, you know, a filet of fish to a shark. <laughs> but that's the thing, because you have already the experience how to transform something in your life, right? Like, I think that's that's the major thing. And now, because you already... Like you had a hard journey, right? That was crazy difficult. You have so many things happening. But anyway, you are here, right? Like you're successful. Yeah. You're a business coach of the year. You're awarded. You know, you have amazing leadership. clients. Sorry, leadership coach of the year. Yeah. I saw that on your website, business. That means you need to probably change. Oh, that was from 2020. So yeah, I was the business coach ah, yeah. as well. And yeah. So we still work with businesses, of course, but we've honed into leadership. Yeah, that means, yeah, the leadership coach. Both actually. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just checking out. I was stalking yeah. you a little bit. Yeah. But, but I love that, you know, like you you realize that you have kind of steps in place. You have the process. You can take take yourself to the next level. And I think that's in health as well. Because I'm I'm same, like I was working so hard, you know, and I, I neglected neglected my health. I'm back last few weeks, you know, and I'm really taking care of that because I want my energy back because I was very that's tired. Amazing. I was like 5 p.m. I was so tired because I just yeah. I didn't have energy and it was because I didn't have time to prepare my food and all that stuff, right? But again, it's our thinking and emotions and you know how you feel. What is the result of what I'm doing now? It was feeling really tired 5 p.m. I can't be tired 5 p.m. Mm. because I still have clients, right? That means I was I was thinking how to actually turn that back and uh, turn it upside down in my life because I really feel crap. That means I first go, you know, for tests and I don't know, visit doctors. I was like, nothing is wrong with me, right? That means what is wrong? Yeah, <laughs> the body is an amazing mechanism, you know. It's a self-healing mechanism. Stress. Yeah, and stress and everything. And I started to meditate and I started to actually look more to my, towards my vision. And and funny enough, actually, my body feels better. Mm. I'm energized. And of course, I had to... It's amazing. What is important the most is that you want and you make decision. And I make yeah. decision that I don't want to feel that really bad. Like, I don't want to feel bad anymore. So it's, it's all that decision that you had, that moment yeah. when you had the decision. I don't want that. I want something else. Yeah, I think that moment is really important because what really happens in that moment, no matter what area of your life it might be, it might be health, it might be family, you know, yeah. business, money, spirituality, whatever it is. It's the moment is really indicative of where your values are, right? So you, it, it, the moment defines where you're going to focus, yeah. And if your values are not properly organized and yeah. you're not all around the place. <laughs> yeah. If you're not yeah. honoring them, you're not really understanding them and then living through them. Because the values are a gateway to your unconscious mind. So they are revealing the unconscious mind's desires and motives. And if you don't honor them consciously, then you're digging a grave for yourself because the dragon will come for you. And what I mean by dragon is, you know, the, the darker side of life because which is also in some way a feedback mechanism, right? The dragon is good in the sense that it's feedback. It's telling you if you can receive the message that the fire that I'm inflicting on you is so that you feel the pain so that you decide to act finally 
in your interests. That's the big message. That's that's a very big message. I I know, and it's a uh, and dragon shows up, you know, different ways in our life, and I think that's that's what is really important to notice, like to really realize that that that's it, like that's that's actually the message. Like that's yeah. this is the time, this is the turning point, and you make decision or not. And yeah, you didn't miss the turning point. That's the great thing. Yeah. And hopefully a lot of people now after listening to this session will actually feel the same and they will actually think <laughs> about their, their well, dragon. The good thing about life is the good thing about it is and uh, good in the sense that it's 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 a system or almost you might say, where your unconscious mind keeps creating opportunities for you. So even if you have missed your turning points, it, it's it's not a problem in the sense that you will naturally, unconsciously put yourself in a position where you will have the turning point again. And until you take the turning point, you will keep hitting the turning point in different situations. Yeah. Until you get the message and, and you go, whoa, like, I really need to pay attention to this, right? It's almost like, you know, in your relationship, it's like you get into an argument with your partner and you keep <laughs> arguing about the same thing over and over again until you get the point that it's, actually not a point. <laughs> an argument it's why i'm doing it it's what my partner is feeling and why i'm feeling that yeah and then you communicate at that level and you shift the way you feel about each other the argument dissipates it's, the argument was never the problem the message underneath that you weren't listening to was sitting there all along until you went i'm gonna pause i'm gonna look at why is this happening but that's the big big one. Like this is like next level conversation. We can have probably another few hours because yes. I believe that feeling of <laughs> feeling of or, or understanding how our thinking or what our thinking causes in our body. And but it's not only now about about emotion, but what is the trigger behavior based on that emotion? But but what is the kind of normal trigger, the negative trigger? Because we don't want to see the negative trigger, you know, when, when the behavior happens. It's a, a small thing that I, I have expression of, you know, my underneath trauma or whatever happened you know in in life i'm not, not going to my story but the funny thing was that i had this moment when i realized that i'm feeling the way that i shouldn't because my partner didn't say anything wrong it was just something that i always had reaction on and and i actually paused and i was feeling the the all frustrations and anger but i didn't actually engage and i realized that there is a there is a way to feel the feelings, mm. but don't engage the environment, the sick way, right? Like toxic way. And I was thinking, what is my actually trigger and point where I get into that environment and I started to react, you know, in that environment. And I realized there was like being a mean, being a mean person, you know, or, or try to pick the fight for no reason. All those small things we do. And it was just my coping mechanism. You know, my, my coping strategy or the behavioral pattern connected to my thinking pattern. And it was crazy when I when I saw that, just bringing awareness into that pattern, it broke, it break it down. It's gone. It was gone in that second. I mean, just bringing awareness to, to those patterns is so important because yeah. you can actually change them straight away. I love that. I absolutely love that. So and you know what it takes to just bring that awareness? It's, it's, it's so simple yet so profound. All human beings at all times have something they want more of or something they want less of. It's just the circle of life. Yeah. What it takes is just slowing down and really authentically saying, what am I not happy with in my life? What do I not want in my life? What do I want in my life? And then just taking a few moments to reverse engineer how you're creating that problem. Right. And, and that's the self-awareness that's as so you expanded. Yeah. 
it's um, and 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 everybody can start doing that right like right now and then you go deeper and deeper and you do things like coaching and therapy and all of those things which which deepen your awareness but the entry point the gateway is available to everyone you just got to slow down and ask yourself what am I not happy with or what I want more of why do I want it and why don't I have it what is it in me right now that is holding me back from it there's like some simple questions that anyone could ask and just kickstart moving on to the journey that you just talked about Alex which was beautiful yeah I love I love those questions and that you're right like they're so profound some sometimes just the pause and just think about what just happened right like 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 where is this coming from and and there are things that are coming to our mind sometimes it's like oh like my thoughts sometimes you know with my with my husband it was like oh he will he would never do it for me I was like what a, <laughs> what, is that, what an untrue thought right yeah. like it was crazy. And when I realized how ridiculous that thought was, because why he would be with me, you know, maybe he doesn't want to do it for, for me, like something for me. It's just, it was so ridiculous. And we have those ridiculous thoughts just yes. because you don't see them, they still stay there and they Absolutely. are playing the role in our behaviors. And I, oh, we can talk about these. Maybe we can, next time we should talk about. I know, <laughs> we could probably talk for hours. Hey, I love this. And we haven't even gotten to the part where we talk about where it's all coming from. Yeah, uh, we should probably definitely have, yeah, have another conversation. Yeah, they will be definitely going deeper into thinking and patterns and behaviors. Yeah. And oh my God, I love that. Like I can talk ages for that, I mean, yeah. around that topic. It will be awesome. awesome. But before you go, I would love to uh, hear from you uh, where people can find you, how they can find you, how they can connect with you. And yeah, anything what you would like to add at the end, maybe some yeah. kind of big thought Absolutely. i think we, we did a lot of big thoughts maybe not <laughs> I, i'm sure you have some thank you for the red light <laughs> um yeah look I, I i love helping people my um you know I, really just i love helping people that's what it is and i love sharing these messages in seminars workshops and things like that um look we, you can learn more about some of this cool stuff and there's a lot of stuff out there that i share um Maybe we can put it in subtitles or something. My website, which is my okay. name, yep. rashidmobashir.com. Or we've got a new website coming up called thrivingleadership.com.au. Um, people can visit that as well and learn some cool stuff and connect with me or just, you know, uh, reach out to just ask questions and things like that. And I'm always happy yeah. to serve and share and support and love. Yeah, I will definitely share, Rashid, your website. I saw your website. It looks amazing. And I'm so looking forward to your new website. I mean, if you will have uh, your website prepared, just let me know and I will add it into, into our description yeah. of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I would love to say thank you. I I'm really grateful for this and I can't wait to publish this podcast. I don't think I need to even edit anything. It was just great. <laughs> it's great flow. And I think, yeah, I definitely love what you do. And uh, yeah, please stay, do all your amazing work. Just just do it forever because this is so important in uh, in life, not only our lives, but also, you know, other people's. And I believe you can help so many people around you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Same back to you, Alex. Love your work. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. You. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> See you next time.